Welcome to Ghostly. Is the Bell's family farm haunted? Ghostly is a podcast that comes out every other week. In each episode, we take a ghost story or paranormal event and look into its complete history. Rebecca then gives us evidence proving that the story is real. And my job is to debate those pieces of evidence and get you, the listener, prepared to vote on if it's real or not. If you haven't yet, please hit that subscribe button. As always, we're your host. I'm Pat. And I'm Rebecca. So we are finally back in Ghostly Studio. Yeah, like in person. In person. Looking at each other. This feels weird. We can steer you down. Oh, geez. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, I I have to say in that regard, um, everything is great. But um, I, I would like to say that I hope everybody's safe and I hope... Everybody has been able to take time to reflect on all these things that are going on right now. And hopefully these end up being uh, good times for our country where we can look back and say that was the time when we changed. Yeah, absolutely. It's It's been a... <laughs> been a tough few months uh definitely been a tough uh, few weeks definitely um but like you said I, I i really feel like great change only comes from a lot of discord unfortunately <laughs> you right? know i mean when people are just kind of like meh about stuff then nothing really happens so yeah. we'll see but uh it's it's been tough but i'm, I'm glad that we're able to safely be together to record this. Uh, I hope everyone is still keeping safe out there. And you keep your distance, like six feet away at least. Let's do like 10 feet away. Yeah, that might be better. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But nobody tuned into Ghostly to hear (laughs) our our opinions on what's going on right now. So uh, the first thing that I'd like to do is do a shout out. Mm Mm-hmm. So uh, there are two ways to guarantee your comments get read on Ghostly. One way is to give us a review on Apple Podcast, which we do have one of those too. But the other way is to buy us a coffee on buymeacoffee.com slash ghostlypodcast. Uh, There's also a link to it on our website. Of course, ghostlypodcast.com. Yeah, absolutely. So this one is from a new supporter on Buy Me a Coffee, Christine H., uh, she says, thanks for making my daily commute downtown go by quicker. I love your podcast and have listened to all your episodes more than once. I'm hoping you'll discuss St. James at Sag Bridge soon, as well as the Crown Point Jail, which isn't far from my house. So that's that's great. Um, yeah, St. James. I have a lot of history with St. James, and uh, I can't wait till one day talk about Crown Point Jail. Yeah. So you think that would be things we'd want to do down the road? Sure. I mean, we've talked to, we've talked about these topics a little. Yeah. Never um, Crown Point Jail, really. I mean, just kind of brushed upon it a little bit. Yeah. They've kind of come up in other yeah. episodes. So I think they might warrant yeah. more. Absolutely. And we will uh, do some research and see if we can get that out to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so also... <laughs> Uh, We did get a new review on Apple Podcast. Uh, This review was not our most positive, but we decided to read it online anyways. And I'm going to ask you to read it if you don't mind. I can do that. Uh, Now, this is still a three-star review. Yeah. So, I mean, you know. 
Um, now we do ask. I mean, if you're gonna, even if you have something negative to say, I mean, if you can throw us five stars, we always yeah, appreciate right, it. <laughs> and we'll still read it yeah. too. So, so who's this by? Uh, P B and J Sandwich. I love the name. I mean, that it's is a an great awesome name. Read. So the title of this review is seemed a tad petty. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, this isn't the first time I've reviewed this show. Um, I didn't actually go back and look at what the previous review said, but. Uh, there. Well, this takes the place. This takes of the place one. of it, so I couldn't do that anyways. Okay. Yeah. This is the first time I've reviewed this show. The last time it was higher, but listening to the live show, Pat seemed like he felt ganged up on, so he resorted to childish pettiness with the constant fart, fart, fart junk. I just like saying that. Kind of <laughs> <again>. <laughs> fart, fart, fart. Junk and even earlier, basically giving a backhanded compliment to the man that helped. Helped you with the fart joke? No. Mm, okay. Um, if he doesn't like being corrected, use Google to learn how to pronounce things you're unsure of. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he was having a bad day. It was just disappointing to hear yet another paranormal. Parentheses. I say this because most skeptics don't search out ghost stories to listen to. Unless it's under fiction or they want to be smarter than a silly gullible folks who believe in ghosts, end parentheses, podcast group trash other people trying to do the same thing. All right. So, you know, I I value um, PB&J Sandwich's um, point of view. And um, I just want to say a couple things. I, I believe that this review is from our live show with Ursula, which um, I had a lot of fun on that show. That was really good. There was Ursula, um, Bob, and Nick Mataragas. And while I will say that I do my best not to make believers feel belittled, that is never, ever my goal. If I ever come across that way, that is never how I feel. In fact, outside of Ghostly, when someone tells me a ghost story, I listen and I get excited to hear it. I love ghost stories. Um, I, I just... I, I have just as much respect for believers as I do skeptics, just just so you know. And as far as the other part about the joking around, uh, Nick, Bob, and myself, we're, we're, we're all friends. And sometimes we rib on each other. And I understand that this can seem a little petty sometimes. And I, I will definitely take that under, under advisement for future shows because um, you all don't need to hear us goof on each other like that. I mean... That's I know, not, I like it, but I understand. If it gets too much, it gets a little... Yeah, but I mean... Some, especially you and Nick. Oh my, Yeah, sometimes. me and Nick, we, yeah. <laughs> we've, been, <laughs> we've been friends a long while, and we've done a lot of improv comedy together, and, um, you know, Nick is my brother. I love him, but I will... I will definitely throw jabs at him. So and he I will, will correct your pronunciation. He will. Things. And I really don't... That, that really is kind of like a joke that I have. And, and I probably shouldn't take that out on anyone else. I think PB&J Sandwich actually uh, was watching on YouTube Live. Um, so PB&J Sandwich, I'm sorry that um, you had to give us a lesser review. But just know that I value your opinion. And in no way am I arguing your points. You have some valid points there to bring up. Fart, fart, fart. <laughs> that's, that's our that's our new catchphrase i think is fart 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 i i'm microclimate <laughs> and fart, and fart, fart, fart 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 you know i 
I don't remember you ever doing a fart joke, but I, don't, I just like that. So I, I much. don't want to condone my behavior though. So okay. fart jokes are bad. Okay. So we got all that out of the way. So <laughs> do you have any listener mail? I do, I do. Now this is gonna be a little weird. So we actually did a ghostly call uh, for our ghostly society where we- yes, a um, virtual A call. virtual call. Um, Facebook now has like these rooms that you can do. Yes. So, you know, we'll see. Maybe we'll do another one sometime, but it was, it was pretty fun. It was, We yeah. just wanted to see what it was. Yeah. Um, anyway, so while on there, one of our listeners actually shared, uh, her, she, her mom was there actually, uh, and she shared a story that's been going on in their household. So this mm. is my transcription <laughs> of what she said. So Kathy, listener Kathy, uh, I apologize at whatever I missed or didn't didn't write down correctly, um, but I think I got the gist of it anyways. I'm and just it's gonna pretty say, terrifying. I'm just going to say she was very disappointed in me that I didn't believe in it. Very so. disappointed because this is a terrifying story. It so is, you should yes. believe it. Okay. So this is from listener Kathy. And again, this is me kind of like writing as her <laughs> sort of, sort of. Okay. So uh, this started back last summer. So in their house, somebody had in the basement has built a wall that wasn't originally in the house. Okay. It wasn't them, but it's there. Okay. So this first thing that happened, uh, she said the first time something happened to her son, he was sleeping. Um, he felt air. Then no air from the air conditioner. Like, I don't know if it turned off or I, 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 I my notes are a little unclear. Um, but then, so he's laying in bed. He felt pressure on both shoulders. He saw a black shadow in the room with him. He jumped up, turned the light on, and it was gone. Now, I will say she made it very clear at the very beginning that he was awake for all of these things. Her daughter, after this happened, got sage after talking to a spiritual person. I thought you meant she got wise. Ah, no, yeah, that's how that could, (laughs) you could read it that way. Uh, No, but actual sage, you know, you're supposed to burn. Um, The spiritual person said something was bothered in the house. Mm. Okay, so this is where it gets really creepy. They saw that there were holes in the wall that had been built, that had been added. So, she put sage in all of the holes and everything stopped. Yeah, as you do, right? As you do. Whenever okay. I find a hole in my house, I put sage in it. Okay, okay. So this this call took place a couple weeks ago, right? So then she said last week, so you know, not that long ago, my son was in his bedroom, falling asleep, heard his brothers and me, his mom, talking outside his room. He was turned on his side facing the wall. His face was pushed into the pillow and he felt a hand on his face smothering him. He wanted to call out but couldn't. And then he used all his weight to push the entity off of himself and he threw himself onto the floor. And he came running out of the room and asked us, you know, didn't you hear me? Did you hear what was going on? And they hadn't. Okay, so this is where it gets creepy. This is where it gets creepy. This is where it gets really creepy. Okay. Even more. They went to the wall and one of the sage pieces had fallen out (laughs) of the holes. So like nothing happened. Anyways. Okay. So sage piece falls up. Another incident that had happened, that happened recently, she described was her, uh, Kathy and her dog. They were sitting watching TV and she heard like little pitter patter of feet. 
And it sounds cute. It does, um, except that it's a really old house. And I guess there were lots of children in there in the past because Mm. it was used, the house was used as a camp for inner city youth. Wow. So anyways, then the dog starts to follow something with his eyes. He's a bulldog. He sat up suddenly, starts growling, hair up, barking, frothing, like totally unusual behavior. And he's looking down to the basement, right? So not usual behavior. He takes off running to the basement door, but then like stops and comes back. So son goes to look, doesn't see anything down there. The dog just barking and growling. Anne is the daughter who she had run out of sage (laughs) to add downstairs. Um, But then the dog like ran down to the basement and the son was like, do not go after the dog. Now, this is where my notes end for some reason. (laughs) I know. No, you can't leave it like that. But I'm pretty sure the dog's fine. I mean, we didn't hear anything about anything (laughs) happening to the dog. Um, But I think at this point, they're maybe still experiencing stuff there. So we'll have to follow up and uh, and see what's going on. Yeah. I don't, so it's I don't know if I want to hear more about that. It's kind of like sleep paralysis, but different. I don't know. It was super creepy. I think it's exactly like sleep paralysis. Well, except for the fact that he was able to like get up and turn on the light and stuff. Eventually you are. Yeah, I don't know. It's creepy. Yeah. Well, thank you, uh, Anne's mom, Kathy, for <laughs> giving us that story. Um, if you have anything to add, please let us know. Yes, we please. Will, we will <laughs> let people. Send us a message. Yeah. Uh, so, um, oh, this is my least favorite part of the show. Look, I don't feel ganged up on. Even <laughs> even if there's 10 believers in a room and I'm the only skeptic, I'm entitled to my view, you're entitled to yours, whatever. But this is like against me. This is like a personal thing, right? What is? No, I'm just the kidding. The polls? Yeah, oh, you, except for the fact that you won like the last. I, I didn't even win know. last one, I don't think. Yeah, you did. No. Okay, anyways. You did. But anyways, that's okay. Um, okay, this one though is do goats, ghost pets do exist? Do goats? Do goat pets <laughs> well, go, exist? Go, that also falls under this. Yeah, I believe um, goat pets exist. <laughs> I, I would say yes to that. Do ghost pets exist? Okay. And uh, yeah, you totally lost this one, which yeah, I, I knew you would. Did. Um, so did I. Yeah, it's uh, 75% to 25%. <laughs> I don't think I've ever lost this bad before, ever. Yeah. Wow. Sorry, I knew that was coming. But you know what? We we had a fair amount of votes, so I want to thank everyone for yes. voting. And if you want to vote on this episode, we usually put it out a day or two after the episode comes out. Yep. And you could find that on Ghostly Society, which is a group that we have in Facebook. So yeah. just look for Ghostly Society. It's And well, lately, I mean, fingers crossed, it's been letting us put it on the regular Facebook page. Yeah. I don't know how long that'll last, but... It's also yeah, been there. It's Facebook is weird that Facebook way. is weird. It's also on our, our website. Yeah, it is on our website. You can go to ghostlypodcast.com, click on polls, and you could vote and we factor that in. Yeah. Um so in this episode, we'll be talking about the Bell Witch story. Which um uh, when we announced that we were gonna do this, so many people were excited about it. Yeah, I've been this has been on my list, I think, since we started the show. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a very popular paranormal story for those that don't know. Uh some would actually say that this is the most popular ghost story. 
the Bell Witch story is so popular that it was visited by a president. Uh, yeah, there's actually a president in this yeah. story. So we are talking about Andrew Jackson. He said, I had rather face the entire British army than to spend another night with the Bell Witch. After he and some of his troops, because uh, he was a general at the time, so they spent the night at Bell's farm. This is yet another thing that I will dis- disagree with our seventh president about. <laughs> okay. I Yeah, me and him don't have a good track record. No, no, mm. he's, yeah. <laughs> so do you have a ghost story for I us? I do. Now, this is a quick one because I think there's so much, um, there's so much of the ghost story really in, in the history even. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to give us just a little taste. Okay. Okay. Papa just came in and told the wildest story tonight. He said he saw a huge hound. So big, it almost couldn't be real, he said. He said he tried to shoot at it, but it didn't hit anything. And then the hound just disappeared. Today I was outside and I saw a strange thing. A girl was swinging on the old oak tree. But when I went to see who it was, she was gone. I'm sorry I haven't been writing to you, diary, but we've just had such trouble sleeping the last few nights. I keep hearing a voice, but I don't know what they're saying. Last night, Papa said his bedclothes were tore off the bed while he was sleeping. Mama was quiet, but I can see she's troubled. I'm frightened. Every night now I am attacked. Papa calls it a witch. She pulls my hair and hits me. I wake up with scratch marks on me. All I hear is howling and dogs growling outside. Our neighbor, Mr. Johnston, says it is a demon. The pulling and scratching keep happening. I don't know how to make it stop. Mama's so scared. The witch keeps leaving her presence of fruit and sings to her. We don't know what it wants. I'm not sure when this will end. I pray every night that the witch leaves our fam- leaves our family alone. But she says she was here first and will never leave. I guess we'll need to learn to live with this terror. Wow, that's... That was a really good story, and it kind of summed up a lot of stuff that was happening during that, too. So um, but we have a very long history coming up. <laughs> yeah. So uh, maybe we should go ahead and take our first break right now. Yeah. And when we come back, we will talk about the history. Sounds good. So here at Ghostly, we have a new sponsor, Sinister Coffee and Creamery. Yeah, Sinister Coffee and Creamery is a shop in Portland owned by an amazing couple, Kelly and Michelle, who are also super into the paranormal and do their own investigations in addition to making amazing coffee. What's really cool is that they pick their coffee names to give insight into the deeper meaning behind supernatural and paranormal terminology. Our favorite blend is Apparition. It's a medium roast with delicious chocolate oats. 
And Ghostly listeners get 10% off when they use the code GHOSTLY10 on their order at SinisterCoffeeAndCreamery.com. And that will be in our show notes, too. It will. So order some today and enjoy a little ghost with your coffee. All right, we're back. Um, this history is going to be kind of long. I apologize to you guys. Usually we try to split up things where it's more 50-50. I think I'm going to do a lot of talking this episode, so you could just sit back and relax. I and... know. Well, I mean, honestly, it's almost like the history and the ghost story are the same. Yeah, because in order to really talk about this, yeah, you pretty much have to tell the ghost story. Yeah, so, so. I'm excited to hear you tell a ghost story today. <laughs> um, but just a note about something before I begin. I struggle with the term witch being used. Witch is a term that the settlers considered to be anything that baffled them. So this is 125 years after the Salem witch trials. And for some reason, that term stuck and is still used even today, just not as often. Yeah, well, it's always a derogatory term for women. You know, anytime yeah. there's a woman that you're, that they, you know, especially in the, I shouldn't say always, not now, but like back then, you yeah. know what I mean? It was a way of, um, if you had a problem with a woman or they were trying to do things, they yeah. were trying to get too much power or whatever. Absolutely. Uh, but there is a misunderstanding of what a witch is because during those times, it was only used to describe women, as you just said. Mm-hmm. Um, but there could be males that are witches, and they aren't always these dark beings that possess supernatural powers. Some might say, well, aren't they warlocks then? Warlock is actually, um, from what I understand, means a betrayer of of friends oh. or of community. Hmm. So uh, at one time, I considered myself a witch, as I was pagan, um, and I studied Wicca amongst other pagan religions. Um, But I will keep it in this history because it's how it's known. Gotcha. So John Bell was born in Edgecombe County, North Carolina. John Bell was a barrel maker. And I've never met a barrel maker in my whole entire life. Have you ever met one? No, other than uh, Mario. I don't think he was a barrel maker. He was a plumber. Oh, that's true. He just, just happened jumped to have over barrels. barrels. In Donkey Kong? Yeah. Jeez, you're going way back there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John Bell was married to um, Lucy Williams, and they got married in 1782. And Lucy came from a, a fairly wealthy family that were mostly farmers, so John Bell became a farmer then. Uh, they actually did very well for themselves as farmers, Until 1801, and between 1801 and 1804, their crops started to fail, and most of their friends moved west. So the Bellwitch story pretty much begins with John Bell and moving his family from North Carolina to the Red River bottomland in Robertson County, Tennessee. Red River is now known as Adams. Um, Bell had purchased some land that had a rather large house on its property. Now, if you saw pictures of the house, in today's standards, you would not say it's a big house. But in those days, it was a pretty big house. 
uh, it was not an easy trip for them. As they set out in the winter of 1804 or 1805, things are a little sketchy with that. And they had to cross over uh, over the mountains of North Carolina and East Tennessee. Which, being in Tennessee, seeing these mountains, they it's huge, and it would take forever. I couldn't even imagine how you would walk from, or even horseback. Yeah. Um, before moving to Red River, they had already had six children. They had Jesse, Benjamin, Drury, John Bell Jr., Esther Bell, and Zadok. Um, Benjamin either died during childbirth or within the first year of life. After moving to Red River, they had three more children. So they had Elizabeth, which is known as Betsy. They had Richard, and they had Joel. Yep. Now, something that, you know, I feel like we should mention, um, just because, again, can't turn away from our history right? Yeah. Is that they did have slaves. They did have slaves. Yes. I don't mention that in the history. Although uh, one of the slaves did have a, an experience. Right. Yes. There is. I, I didn't mention that. that. The sources that I went to, they, since this is the history part and not necessarily the ghost story, even though in this <laughs> one, it's kind of intertwined. All right. Um, it doesn't really talk about that much. Right. It's really, it's again, all very, very, um, murky. Um, yeah. but anyways, I just wanted to mention it again, just because, because yes. when you do reading on this, you know, yeah. that is definitely there. Yeah. I mean, they had, well, they at least had one slave. I don't know how many slaves. They That's true. Had. Good point. Yeah. Um, so Rebecca and I have not been to, uh, the Bell, Bell Cave in Tennessee, but we did visit a place called Cades Cove. Um, which is in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. It's like 30 miles from Pigeon Forge. Mm -hmm. Although 30 miles over there, it takes you like four hours to drive. (laughs) It's (laughs) because of the mountains and stuff. Uh, So that gave us an idea of what the Bells family cabin would look like and showed us how life was in the early 1800s in Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, So if we think of what a modern family home looks like nowadays, there's a kitchen, there's a living room, bedrooms, sometimes a laundry room, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, in the 1800s in Tennessee, this was all usually the same room. I mean, they might have a sectioned off bedroom or two, mostly for the adults of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how you can have, you know, eight kids. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for the most part, the family all stayed together in what was the kitchen and living room together. Mm-hmm. So, of course, there was no bathroom, too. Right. Right. They would um, use an outhouse. So a day in the life of someone in this time involved a lot of work. They were all farmers. Some would hunt while the others would tend to the crops and to do all the domestic work, which meant cooking everything from scratch. I mean, there was no mix. Mm -hmm. They couldn't just, you know, break out a pancake mix and do that. They had to mix all the ingredients together, make all the bread, do all the stuff. Um and with children, it meant a lot of homeschooling, or if they're lucky, there'd be a schoolhouse and a church. But getting to any other structure usually meant walking for miles upon miles on small trails. Yeah, so very just to different give you an life, idea. for sure. Um, but maybe the homeschooling right now. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> People are feeling we that. Could, we could relate to that. Yeah. So 
once they got settled in, things were actually looking great for the Bell family. They became successful farmers and gained some prominence in the new community. John Bell actually became an elder at the Red River Baptist Church. Now, like that doesn't mean much to us nowadays because church is something maybe you do on Sundays, maybe you do two nights a week. But church played a much more major role in the daily lives of these early settlers. Um, People from the community would spend most of their evenings at church. Also, churches were frequently called upon to settle personal issues such as disputes between neighbors. Life on the frontier. Yeah, right? I mean, and again, this is, what, a hundred? Like 200 years ago. Yeah. 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 200 years ago. Yeah, not a hundred. Not a (laughs) hundred, sorry. No, sorry. Um, But still, not that long ago. Yeah. Everything started changing for the Bell family, though, in 1817. John Bell was out in his cornfield, and he noticed a rather strange animal. Rebecca alluded to this. Uh, It had the body of a dog, but the head of a rabbit. I don't know if you knew that I did not know that part. That's crazy. Yeah, this shocked John, as it would anyone, right? Mm -hmm. If I saw a you know, a, a rab dog out there, I'd be <laughs> Not shocked. Not a rabid dog, a rab dog. A rab dog, yeah. Uh, I would be shocked. But John managed to finish his day of chores, and when he sat down for dinner with his family that night, the family started to hear some kind of beating sound on the walls outside their cabin. This This continued from evening to evening. Sometimes they would run outside to find whatever it was, but they didn't see anything. And in the next few weeks, the children were having trouble sleeping. They said that rats were gnawing at their bedpost, and then the children complained of their covers being pulled from them and their pillows falling to the floor. This went on for a little while, and then they started to hear very faint, a very faint voice, almost like a whisper. And they, they said it was like older women It was not loud enough to understand, um, but it sounded like women singing hymns. It got worse and worse, and Betsy, the youngest daughter, began experiencing some brutal encounters with some invisible entity. It would pull her hair and slap her. It often left welts and handprints on her face and body. At first, John Bell told his family to keep this a secret. I mean, understandably, because you think, obviously, no one's going to believe you. People are going to think you're nuts, yeah. But as things kept escalating, he decided to share the story with his BFF and neighbor, James Johnston. Just think, like, seriously, like, you better be friends with your neighbors back then, man. Oh, yeah. You better get along. Oh, I mean, they all they all helped each other out. Right. I mean, you, you need it. Yeah. I mean, even today, that's still the case. But like back then, so you can only imagine how much more necessary. Oh, when I lived in Indiana, I hated my neighbors. Oh. It made things hard. Oh, no. Yeah, I didn't want to leave would... the house. And if you're listening now, you can stop. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> so James, James Johnston and his wife spent the night in their cabin and witnessed the same things. James' cupboards were pulled from him, and he felt like he was being slapped. He jumped out of bed and yelled, In the name of the Lord, who are you and what do you want? But nothing responded. In the nights following, the voices got louder. The hymns were louder. And this was no longer just mumbling. 
The voices seemed to be intelligent, and one seemed to quote word for word two sermons that were, be, that were preached at the same time on the same day, but 13 miles apart. Crazy. Yeah, right? As word got out to the Red River Baptist Church members, they decided to excommunicate John Bell. Oh, no. In January of 1818. So not so anymore. Well, uh, see, this could have been related to the Bell Witch or may have been because of a shady business deal that John Bell was involved in. Uh. Some believe this is the start of the Bell Witch uh, story. So this shady business deal went all the way to the courtrooms. So during this time, John Bell would have to travel to court as well. Mm. So this kind of excommunication was not uncommon for churches back then. And if time had allowed, he would probably have been reinstated at some point. Okay. They were really holding a grudge, though, you know, for years. Okay. But at some point, they probably would have. Uh, a lot of people have incorrectly stated that this is how the Bell Witch started. That John Bell's shady business deal or dispute was with Kate Batts. This was actually with Kate Batts' brother-in-law, Benjamin Batts. Kate Batts' brother-in-law, <laughs> Benjamin Batts. Kate Batts' brother-in-law, Benjamin Batts. <laughs> Good job. Uh, this is where a lot of people called uh, the Bell Witch entity Kate. And in fact, in a lot of stories, um, they say that this entity identified herself as Kate. Well, I will not do this because it does, doesn't appear to have anything to do with her at all. Um, but if you like, you could substitute an entity with Kate, as I'm saying it. It would be fine. Okay, you'll allow it? I will allow you to make believe that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so word of this spread quickly and even made its way to Nashville, where the then Major General Andrew Jackson, not, not my favorite president, no, I will no, say no, that. No, no, uh, Well, he heard about it and became very interested. Now, John Bell Jr., Drury Bell, and Jesse Bell had fought under General Jackson in the Battle of New Orleans in 1819. Andrew Jackson decided to visit the Bell Farm. But Jackson and his men had trouble getting there. Jackson's troops and horses wouldn't go there. They just stopped Wow! when they got close. And, of course, being Andrew Jackson, <laughs> he cursed out the horses. <laughs> Jackson proclaimed, by the eternal, boy, that must be the bell witch. Sounds like something he would say, right? Yes. Um, then they heard a female voice, and it told Jackson that they could proceed and that she would see them again later that evening. <laughs> I'll see you later, President Jackson. <laughs> he wasn't president yet. Oh, okay. He was general. Miss, oh, General Jackson. Major General Jackson. Major General Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when Jackson made it to the farm, he had a long talk with Bell about the Native Americans and other major topics of the day. Don't really want to know what <laughs> No, what I don't want to know either. He... he yeah, his yeah. views on Native Americans, I don't agree with at all. Nope, so, all. yeah. Uh, so, one of Jackson's men's claimed to be a witch tamer, as there had to be during I those mean, days, of right? Of course. So, he seemed to have been upset with waiting so long for this entity to come back. And he took out his pistol and showed everyone a silver bullet. 
and he said that the silver bullet would kill any evil spirit that it came in contact with. He claimed that the Bell Witch hasn't come out yet because it was too scared of his bullet. Wow. Well, right after he said that, <laughs> these things, uh, he, he, well, he started screaming and began jerking his body in different directions. Wow. Uh, and he yelled that he was being struck by pins and felt as if he was beaten severely. Okay, oops. That Don't... silver bullet didn't really help him No, much. I guess not. Then the entity spoke. It announced that there was yet another fraud in Jackson's party and that he would be identified and tormented the following evening. Dun, dun, dun. So his men begged him to leave. But Jackson wanted to stay. Like, I want to know who this fraud is. They all did, yeah. Uh, so we don't know what exactly happened, but early in the next morning, Jackson and his men were in Springfield on their way to Nashville. Mm, so they didn't stay too long. No, no, okay. they did not. Betsy, the youngest daughter, became interested in Joshua Gardner, a young man that lived close to them. They decided they were going to get married. Hmm. And everyone seemed to be okay with this. Well, well, the entity wasn't, she wasn't okay with it. And it told Betsy not to marry Joshua. Well, there was actually someone else that didn't like the idea too. Betsy and Joshua's former school teacher, a man by the name of Richard Powell, didn't like it one bit. Probably because he wanted to be with Betsy. Gross. It is, yeah. And supposedly, uh, he had some occult knowledge, although this was never proven, but it's part of their story. Hmm. Oh, and um, also, nobody in the Red River... um, area was aware of this, but Richard Powell was already married to a woman in Nashville named Esther Scott. Great. Yeah, sounds like a great guy, Good right? Guy. So Betsy and Joshua had trouble finding a spot to be alone because the entity was constantly taunting them. Ah, this is an annoying entity. Right? <laughs> they ended up breaking off their engagement, but the entity was very upset and expressed dislike for John Bell and vowed to relentlessly kill him. Man, so you're trying to make the entity happy. Right? <laughs> Just, you can't. It's you can't crazy. make them happy. Uh, actually, Betsy did go off and marry Richard Powell, her school teacher that was already married. Nice. That's yeah. great. Yeah, right. Now, I will say, I I did read um, like a frequently asked questions thing yeah. that was asking, someone asked if it was true that Bells could not marry gardeners, like people with the last name. Gardner that that was okay. like that was like mm-hmm. cursed or something and the guy the researcher was like that there was actually a couple that was supposed to get another like future generation mm. bell that was supposed to marry a gardener it didn't happen another one did marry a gardener and they had issues and wow. then another one got married and he didn't know that there was anything bad about it so if you are a bell or a gardener <laughs> don't don't seek I out don't each know other what's going on John Bell had, exper- had been experiencing some paralysis and twitching in his face. The ironic thing is that it sounds like he got a neurological condition called Bell's palsy. It does sound like that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, this condition was not named because of him, though, although a lot of people think it was. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> you just like made the connection at all. John Bell got Bell's palsy. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm there. 
Uh, although a lot of people think it was named after him, it was discovered by a man named Charles Bell that had a child named John Bell, not the same John Bell, to make things even crazier. Spoiler alert, they both died in 1820. That's, both both John Bells. That's crazy. Yeah. So it seemed the entity either um, predicted his death or caused his death because on the morning of December 20th, 1820, John Bell took his last breath after slipping into a coma the night before. This is my birthday. It is your birthday. Yeah, I was born 200 years ago <laughs> on December. <laughs> It'll be 200 years this year for his death. For his, for his death, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, upon his death, the family found a vial of unidentified liquid in the cupboard. John Bell Jr. gave some to the family cat and hold your ears, Rebecca. Mm. It died instantly. <gasps> Told you to hold your ears. Mm. So the entity said, I gave old Jack a big dose of that last night, which fixed him. Ooh. Yeah, right. John Jr. threw it into the fireplace where it burst into a bright bluish greenish flame and and shot up the chimney. Wow. Yeah. Now, a listener named Whitney messaged me and told me that she believes this substance could have been boric acid, hmm. which has been around for a very long time before the Bell Witch story. It uh, used to be used as a remedy in the past, but now it's just used to kill roaches. Oh, okay. Um, looking over her evidence, it seems highly likely as it checked all the boxes. Uh, liquid, or could be dissolved in liquid, poisonous to both cats and humans, has been known to cause a coma, was available in those times, would turn the flames green or blue. Wow. If it's mixed with alcohol. So it had nothing to do with like, do you think someone had been poisoning him and that's what caused his face to do the stuff or would you, the, they were two separate things? He I'm had not Bell's sure. palsy and he was poisoned. Or maybe he did it himself. Maybe he took this as a cure for his Bell's palsy. Oh, thought. But it is believed that he was poisoned. Okay. Um, I've never heard of a ghost poisoning anyone though. No, that seems... Yeah. Yeah. But I am definitely going to have somebody t um, taste my food before I eat it, though, because <laughs> I've made a lot of ghosts upset with me. Ah, there you go. John Bell's funeral was one of the biggest of Robertson County. The entity showed up again and laughed and sang a song about a bottle of brandy. Showed up at the funeral? Yeah. Man. So rude. Uh, the entity visited Lucy in April of 1821 but wasn't seen from the time John died until this time because its work was done. <laughs> killed it killed John Bell and uh, stopped the marriage between a bell and a gardener. Yeah, there you go. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, the entity told Lucy that it would return in seven years, and it did as promised. Wow. When the entity returned, it spoke mostly to John Bell Jr. Now, John Bell Jr., interesting had a better relationship with the entity at this point before John Bell Jr. actually was like the most outspoken against the entity. Okay. But I guess it came back to talk to John Bell Jr. I don't know why. I'd be a little nervous after what happened to my dad. But yeah, okay. right? So it, so it talked about the origin of life, of civilization, 
of Christianity and the need for spiritual reawakening. But it also predicted almost exactly the Civil War and other events. Hmm. Right? So the entity left after about three weeks and promised to visit the Bell family descendants in 107 years. Talk about random, right? Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, Which would have been Dr. Charles Bailey Bell. In 1935, he had written a book about the Bell Witch, and it was published in 1934, but no follow-up was published, and he died in 1945. So either he didn't get visited, or he did and just didn't want to talk about it. I get, Yeah, whatever. Mm. Now, to be fair, um, I've said what people believe to be the story. I have to... I I have to be honest about the story. So are you saying that some of the things that you said, you might have some more things to say about? Yes, definitely. Okay. So most of what we know of the folklore story of the Bell Witch was given to us in a book from 1894 named Authenticated History of the Bell Witch by Martin Van Buren Ingram. That's a name. That is a name. Yeah. He wasn't even alive during the stories as he was born in 1832. He was a newspaper editor, and the accounts of these events happened 75 years after the event itself. Okay. So it includes a letter dated July 1st, 1891, to explain why now was the time that this got published. Gotcha. It was from former Tennessee State Representative James Allen Bell. James Allen is the grandson of John Bell and the son of Richard William Bell, Little Richard. Mm-hmm. Uh, the letter stated that the family didn't want any information to be released until after the immediate family members of John Bell Sr. had died. Mm, okay. And a lot of Ingram's book was believed to be from a manuscript written by Richard William Bell, who was 6 to 10 years old during the original encounter and 17 when the entity returned in 1828. Okay. So, Rebecca, I copied a poem from the book. Okay. Would you mind reading that for us? It's called Queen of Haunted Dell. I will do my best. Good luck. Thank you. All right. Queen of the Haunted Dell. Mid-woodland bowers, grassy dell, by an enchanted murmuring stream, dwelt pretty blue-eyed Betsy Bell, sweetly thrilled with love's young dream. Life was like the magic spell that guides a laughing stream. Sunbeams glimmering on her fell, kissed by lunar silvery gleam. But elfin phantomas cursed the dell, and sylvan witches all unseen, as our tale will truly tell, wielded scepter o'er the queen. So yeah, that is from uh, that is from Ingram's book, uh, Authenticated History of the Bell Witch, which came out in 1894. Nice. So um, going back to that, it was written by the Richard, Richard Bell, Richard William Bell. Yeah. No one has ever seen the original manuscript, hmm. and there is no evidence that it ever even existed. There is speculation that Betsy actually made up the entire story. 
And in fact, this was written in a newspaper article dated before the book came out in 1849. And since there was no firsthand accounts for Ingram to talk to, some, if not all, of those events may have been completely made up. In fact, Betsy sued the newspaper for um, posting that. Okay, so let me get this. So Betsy sued the newspaper for printing the... Saying that she made up the story. Oh, saying that she made up the story. I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. Okay, interesting. Even the accounts of Andrew Jackson being at the farm may have been completely made up, as there is documented history of all of his movements during that time, and it it never places him anywhere near Bell's uh, farm. So they just kind of like threw that in there. Yes. Potentially. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Huh. It happened so long ago, I have no idea. Right. But also, too, um, so um, Andrew Jackson went for president, I believe, in 1824. And um, during the debates, now, these debates were, like, really brutal. And, in fact, it was a very brutal uh, debate. It It isn't like debates nowadays. Oh, maybe it is. Well, I don't I know. Mean... But they, like, slammed each other. They would use everything that they could. His opponent would have used that he, you know, was scared of a of a witch. Mm. He would have used that against him and oh. never did. Yeah, yeah. Never so. any documentation of that. Hmm. So the Bell family home is long gone, but there was a cave on the property. This cave is said to house some of the artifacts from the family. And also there's a story linked to it where Betsy and a couple of friends explored it. One boy got stuck and the entity said, I'll get him out. After freeing the boy, the entity scolded the children for recklessly exploring the cave. You can go there, though, as tours are offered at the cave now. And also they did a replica house, a replica cabin that you can also tour. Yeah. Yes. So that's what I have for the history. Wow. Is there anything you'd like to add to that? Well, not necessarily... I mean, this is maybe we'll get into this a little bit with some of the debate things. But, you know, just in general, I think the history is difficult, it sounds like. You know what I mean? Like the the source material for this history is very shaky. Yeah. You know, um, so to really know for sure what happened, um, I think is hard. Anything that happened 200 years ago, if it's not like a president or something, right. there is nobody there to really take down these stories it, and they're past word word of mouth. Right. And I mean, these stories have been passed around a lot. I mean, obviously everywhere, but especially in that, that area of the country for a long time. Yes. And we know what happens. I mean, the game of telephone, everyone's played. Absolutely. You know, so it's hard to know what stories are yeah. real or based in truth versus just made up for something to be interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, I know this sounds like I'm on the hashtag team skeptic side. I assure you. We're not actually debating the Bell Witch. You got it. We're not. That's kind of where you come in. And um, here's the thing, too. uh, If you want to further research this, you're going to have to hunt around for it. Um, But Bob of Bob After Dark Mm -hmm. did a great episode on WJOB. For it, which I think you could find on his Facebook um, page, yes, Bob After Dark. I'm sure you can. Yeah, you could just go to bobafterdark.com and he redirects over there. So you can. Yeah, and then search for, for Bell Witch. Yeah. yeah. Um, so 
I think we should probably take a break. Let's right? take a break. Yeah. Okay. Listeners, did you know there's a way to share with the world whether you're hashtag team believer or hashtag team skeptic, or for those who need it, hashtag team the middle? It's our store called Ghostly Gear from Printful. Yep. And we even have custom ghostly designs like microclimate or even, speaking of Bob After Dark, the Easter Island Massacre or of the ghostly logo. Just visit our Ghostly Gear store right on ghostlypodcast.com to order your t-shirt, hoodie, mug, mask, whatever. <laughs> okay, okay. I think we got it. Um, they just need to visit ghostlypodcast.com and click on Ghostly Gear to order right on the website and send us any ideas that you have for new merch. Exactly. Order your merch today and send us a pic of you in your ghostly gear. All right, Rebecca, you ready for this debate? Let's do this. Okay, I'm sure you have some great evidence. I do. So let's explain what we're debating, really, because I think it's, again, it's a little different this episode, right? Because of the nature of things. So the question that we're debating is is the Bell's family property farm farm haunted? So I thought, you know, as we talked about before the break, it's difficult to really know for sure what's true and what's not from 200 years ago. Absolutely. Right. So I thought instead I'm going to look for evidence of people today that visit the cave and the land that are experiencing paranormal activity. And we debate that. So, you know, I have no evidence or idea if whatever may have happened to the Bell family is the same as what's happening to the people today. Sure. You know, we can see some parallels to some things, but other things, no. So I'm not necessarily claiming or not claiming, you know, that it's the same. Well, how would you rate the the Bell Witch story? I think that's a good a good way to to start things. You know, to me, I I mean, again, after kind of looking at what I've looked at, you know, I give it like a like a six. Okay, so you're still pretty high up there, though. Well, for me, that's actually kind of on the lower side. I think. I mean, in that, I mean, it's a it's an ancient (laughs) Native American or Indigenous people's burial ground, and we didn't even talk about that. We didn't even talk about that. Supposedly, but the entity sent them on a wild goose chase, uh, trying to find. Like she said, that it was on a Native American burial ground, and sent them to try to find some treasure. That they never found, yeah. but there, there, are, there is evidence of like um, a grave that w- in the c- yeah. cave that was somebody took the bones and never returned them. And- but let's be honest, there's a lot of Native American burial grounds that we don't know about. Yeah, well, again, a lot of paranormal activity out there, you know. Mm. So, so again, I don't know that I, I'm. So again, I'm not necessarily claiming that the entity or the things that are happening today are exactly the same as what happened in the past. But do I think that 
there's been stuff happening on that property. Yeah. Again, I don't necessarily know that I believe that, that the, in fact, I, I would give a one, maybe even a zero to the idea that this entity killed or poisoned John Bell. Yeah. I, you know, so for me, I'm going to have to go with the zero um, because for me, all of the things that seem to have happened, all the people were already dead when, you know, the story was fully released. Some of the information came out beforehand. There were some people that they talked to that were alive during that time, but it's not firsthand accounts. And um, I, I think a lot of the stuff could be explained um, as murder almost, you know? I believe that John Bell might have been poisoned by a family member or one of the slaves. I mean, there's there's definitely some, there's a, a psychic out there that claims that it was one of the slaves in revenge for Betsy being abused. And there's a movie that kind of explores some of that. There's well, there's really... a lot of movies that touch upon this, like The Blair Witch. Sure. Is kind of in sort reference of. to this kind but of thing. But there's no evidence of any of that. No, but that would explain why she had bruises and cuts and and then maybe made up this elaborate story to then cover everything up. Totally possible. Now, I will also say, though, I mean, I think, you know, we've heard this sometimes in other stories, and we absolutely will in the future. Girls at that 13, you know, 14 young adult age uh, can generate a lot of energy and draw a lot of things to them. So, you know... I, again, there's just so much there, yeah. but I, 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 I doubt a lot of it. Okay, yeah, that's fair. That part. But these are some interesting stories that I have found that are From more recent. The more present day. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, it, great. Um, you know, people taking the tours, that kind of stuff. I can't wait to hear what you have to say. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. All right, so first evidence mm-hmm. is voices in the cave. Okay. So I've read many accounts of people who claim to hear voices when they are in the Bell Witch Cave. Mm. One of them was Ghost Adventures. Okay. Everyone's favorite TV show. Um, they In their episode, they heard a voice say, and they have a recording of these, uh, listen to me and here I come. Mm. There's also an amateur paranormal investigator that I read her account and she said she heard children's laughter in the cave. Okay, so what I'm going to say about that is I'm going to take this in a couple of different directions here. Uh, The voices in the cave part, just in general, it's a cave. There's echoes. I don't know how big the cave is in itself, um, but there's going to be echoes in the cave. And also it could pick up things from around the area and echo those and make them louder. So even if you didn't hear the initial one, the echo could actually be louder in the cave than what it originally was. Um, my other thing is about ghost adventures. I know you're going to talk about that later, right? So maybe I should wait on... No, um, I think there might be some more ghost adventure stuff, but if that's the big one, I think, for them. Um, okay. Yeah, so, um, so, you know. So have you ever noticed, and um, maybe this is all just a big coincidence... But have you ever noticed on every ghost adventure, they always get evidence? Always. Some of it is like just spectacular evidence. 
How many episodes would you say that there are of Ghost Adventure? I don't know. It's a lot. They've been on a long time. They've been on a really long time, and never do they fail to bring us the evidence. What I'm thinking, though, is that would we continue watching this show if there wasn't? If they're like, this is something spooky, but nothing happened to us there. No. And... Nick um, was on Ghost Adventure as Gacy. We've brought that up a couple times. And he actually kind of said that they might be faking some of the stuff. Now, he said he saw a few things, but he you know, he wasn't there when they were filming a lot of the, the stuff. So. Well, he said that he saw people get into shadow people costumes to make shadow people in the Gacy episode. So I guess that could still be, though, for like promos and stuff. Like, I don't remember in the Gacy episode them ever claiming to see shadow people. They did. They did towards the Mm. end. I've watched it a couple times. Mm. Well, anyway. Because my good friend Nick was on it, who (laughs) I will never say a bad word about again on Ghostly. Fart, fart, fart. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. So it's interesting, right? Okay. But again, they weren't the only ones to hear voices. That would just be what I would say. But I also said that it could be echoes. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. So I think I explained that pretty well. All right. Would you like to rate your uh, rate this evidence? Oh, yeah, yeah. A zero. A zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it a six. Again, not super high with that, because I think you're right with the cave. You know, there could yeah. be like one person says something at one end and you didn't see them say it, but maybe it travels. So Absolutely. it's possible. Okay. Um, evidence number two. So there's been a lot of TV shows that have investigated this site. Well, it's a super popular uh, ghost. It story, is. So. It is. So on the show Cursed on A and E, um, they had a lot of weird EMF readings, as did Ghost Adventures and the amateur investigator that I mentioned. Um, and then I just <laughs> put this in there. They also heard a lot of growling in the cave. So weird EMFs and growling. Well, again, the growling could be because of the echoes in the cave, that it could have been something from a distance that that the cave just kind of echoed a sound of something. Could be like when we were in Batcher's Grove and heard those trees uh, creaking that sounded very weird. It could be something like that. It could be explained by nature. Um, But the EMF readings... Now... You guys might not know this, but I don't believe in those things. I don't believe in EMFs or Shocker. or spirit boxes or all those things um, because they could be um, manipulated. And also, too, here is the very interesting thing. If, if we're using a piece of mechanical equipment, um, even if it's QC'd, we cannot replicate that all the time. So if you got a reading... From one spot at one time, you're not going to necessarily get that reading again. Now, we could say that the entity moved. Makes perfect sense. But when we're talking about some piece of equipment like this, it, it should be able to be replicated. We should have some way of being able to prove that it works. And there's no evidence that proves that these things work. Now, see, for me, I would feel the opposite, or I would feel, I do feel, like if every time you go to a space, the EMF reader goes off exactly the same, that to me is like, okay, well, obviously there's some, you know, energy or whatever, you know, some sort of source 
right? That's always here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Versus if it's an entity, then it wouldn't always be in the same place. So mm. the fact that the reader doesn't always go off every time. I will also say, I think I, I didn't make this clear with that too. The amateur investigator EMF was in the, the replicated cabin. Yeah. And the others were, I think, in the Still, I feel the same thing. And, you know, here's something that's rare for this day and age. I believe in science. What? Yeah, I know, right? I believe in science. And as um, so if if I were going to say that um, something causes something to happen, I would have to be able to replicate that. I would have to be able to duplicate that and show that every time that this happened in order to prove that that actually works. And, the, and there's no way to do this with an EMF. So therefore, it, it it seems like a very scientific thing, right? Because you're using some kind of device, but it's not based in any science at all. Well, I think there's people that would argue that, but I... Please. Well, well, no, I would just... I mean, it is, you know, it is reading energy. I mean, you can use that to... I mean, we know that sometimes when there's magnetic energy that can um, uh, cause people to hallucinate or, you know what I mean? Like, that's something that a real paranormal investigator is going to always look for if there's a natural source, like, a you know, a source that you can find of things going on. Um, but if you look and you can't find any of those sources, then you have to ask yourself, what is generating? But there's this energy, energy all over the place all the time. Yeah, but not always in this one spot. But it doesn't always set off the EMF. <laughs> this is it, interesting. It yeah, all I right. mean, like even even if I held it up to you, it's not going to necessarily generate it every single time. So why would it why do it with a ghost? ghost? So why would it be a because ghost? they come in a different form of they're stealing energy from the world in order to 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 show up. But that energy is in you, though, right? Not necessarily. Or I, there's other things blocking that energy. Oh, okay. I don't know. Bob's not here <laughs> to explain all the science part. All right, what would you say is your um, rating? Ooh, this is going to be a tough one. I'm going to say a zero on this one. <laughs> and I think I gave plenty of evidence as to why I would mm. say a zero on this I'm, one. And I'm going to say, a, I'm also going to say... A zero? No, I'm going to say a six again. Oh. Um, again. Six is your way of saying zero. I, I have a feeling. <laughs> it's not. It's saying that I do think that it's weird, but I'm not totally convinced by it. Well, okay. So five is like, ah, it's 50-50. It could be real. It could be not. So you're saying that it's greater than just it's greater than just by chance yeah because i think okay. there's too many people that have had this happen and there's there's something going on sure. there's a, okay this is a powerpoint there's a ley line there's a something going on in this place let's not talk about powerpoints oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right evidence number three all right i'm ready okay this is another show oh okay called haunted live Ooh, so they're live then all the time. I, I don't know exactly. I've never watched <laughs> it other than on YouTube. Okay. Um, though it was interesting because basically they were having a ton of problems with their equipment. So everything that they taped was lost. <laughs> so they just oh, were wow. reporting on what they saw. So, I mean, there's a bunch of things and you said I should just list them all off and then you've got a response. Sure, okay. okay. So supposedly they had like... You know, those cameras that are like the heat seek heat cameras or whatever, you know, yeah, they can yeah, yeah. yeah. And they saw a creature that was a shapeshifter. It started as a spider 
and it morphed into a more of a human form. Okay. Um, they heard screaming. That was a lady screaming okay. in the woods around them. Hmm. Um, they also heard coughing coming from the woods. Okay. Maybe maybe COVID. There, I, no, this is before COVID. Oh, okay. Um, and then um, they had cameras like mounted in the space that were like totally secure and they were like moved. They got shaken oh, or okay. something and they're like nothing could have just done that. Like there was not nobody in there. Uh, and it wasn't like the room was shaking or something. Um, and then the one guy got punched in the back of his leg and he could still feel it. It was still bothering him. Wow. Well, so they talked about all this. They didn't show any of no, this. No, they did though. not show any of it. So the heat signature thing uh, showing as uh, like creatures and stuff, that's our interpretation of heat and what it looks like. It doesn't mean that it that it was a spider that became a person. It means that that's what they imagined that it looked like. And we are great, as we all know here at Ghostly, we are great at picking out shapes that we identify. So I believe that, okay, maybe there was energy, but that could be explained by a lot, or maybe there was heat, but that could be explained by a lot of different things. I wasn't there. I don't know. I can't even watch the evidence. All I could do is listen to them tell me about it. (laughs) Yes. And um, therefore, I am going to say, I think that's BS. Wow. Sorry, Haunted Life. You're more than welcome to come on the show and prove me wrong and tell me all these things. So I will say, again, they, you know, it's hard because you couldn't see it yourself. Um, But it was, I don't know. They were believable sounding. um, Okay. But, yeah, you know, again, it's a TV show. And without me seeing it, I will say it was a little harder. However, a lot of the things that they talk about are things that have also happened on uh, in other like I I know I just picked a few examples of this mm-hmm. and for everything that I say there are other multiple examples of people telling a similar story. Sure. So, you know, there's certainly um other well, people that claim similar things. So, was this in the cave itself? Uh, yeah, I believe there was stuff in the cave and then also just like on the property. Okay. Is what well, it like, like the um the screaming lady and coughing lady, those can all be attributed to different animals or like as I said again, the Batcher's Grove trees were creaking and it sounded like doors opening up almost. I mean, it sounded like if you go back to that episode That was otherworldly. And, and listen to that. Yeah, it was really, really creepy. But all of our listeners have, not all of some of our listeners have actually written in to tell us that that's just creaking woods. And that's what it sounds like sometimes. And sometimes I could see that it would sound like a lady screaming. It could be an animal. It could be a bird. <laughs> it could that's be true. some kind of mammal and the coughing, you know. I don't know. Maybe there's some smokers over there. I don't know. <laughs> and right. got punched in the back of his leg. <laughs> I know, that was the weirdest thing. I know, Poor right? Guy. All right. So, what would you rank this evidence? Let's go. I, I'm going to give it a zero. But I really haunted live. If you are listening, please contact <laughs> us. I really want to talk. I have some questions about this. I don't want to just 
poo-poo your idea or fart-fart your idea. (laughs) Well, I will say in some ways they seem much more legitimate than the ghost adventures. Than Mr. Zach Baggins? I mean, I don't know. Though, I, again, they, there was actual evidence with that one. So, uh, no. So, uh, this one, I'm actually going to do a five. Whoa. Yeah. Because, again, it's like they seem believable, but I didn't I didn't actually see anything. Six, six, five now? Yes. Wow. I know. This is a weird one. All right. But wait till the end. But we've okay. got one more before the end. Okay. okay. So, this is number four. So, these last two are from a website. It's uh, okay. bellwitchstory.com slash encounters so these are stories that people submitted that they've had encounters Mm -hmm. with the bell witch okay so this is from the website itself i'm reading um this is rick white the writer and director of the movie the bell witch haunting he wrote a few years ago while conducting research for a script that would later become the bell witch haunting i was walking near the opening of the cave on the bell property with a fellow writer We were walking right beside each other with no one else around. Everything was quiet when suddenly we heard a woman angrily whisper over our shoulders, right in our ears, what are you doing here? We both quickly turned. No one was there. Wow. Okay. Um, I, you know, I know people get upset with me when I say stuff like this, but He's a writer and director of a movie called The Bell Witch Haunting. If he didn't have some kind of paranormal uh, experience there, it would seem weird if he was just like, you know, but when I went there, nothing happened. He's They're going to have some kind of, you know, paranormal experience, uh, whether it's made up or whether it's exaggerated to suit the needs. Um, I... I I don't know what to say. I don't really have a rebuttal because I wasn't there. I didn't hear it. Um, But I just find it highly suspect because of the nature of who these people are. Now, I want to watch the Bell Witch Hauntings. I want to, I hope, you know, that, well, this is a fictional movie though, right? I believe so. Oh, okay. Maybe based, I think based on the story. You know, I would still like to see it. I, I prefer like documentaries about these kind of things. Um, but without seeing it, I have no idea. I mean, it's funny. Like I want to, to think the way that you do as far as it being, um, you know, just something that he made up, but I, I, I don't know. There were a lot of, the fact that he was with someone else that he was working on a script that wasn't even necessarily, I know he said it, it became the Bell Witch, but maybe it became the Bell Witch after this experience that he had. Were they going to make like Back to the Future 4 or something? I don't and then know. And all of a sudden they heard and, this. And, and then he changed his mind. So it seems a bit creepy. And very, uh, I don't know, it's more voices. Well, since I cannot validate what they're saying, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to give it a two. What? Yeah, I'm going to give it a two. Whoa. In that... I really don't believe it happened, but I really can't say much against it because I wasn't there. So gotcha. I have to give it something. Wow. All right. I mean, that's the highest I've been in a long time. That so. is. It's been a long time. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'm going to give it a seven. So a seven? Yeah. I'm, what? Yep. Again, there's just okay. something about it. All right. So we got a last one here. Okay. Okay. So this is, again, from that same experiences website. Uh, a woman with the initials L.E., writes about visiting the cave with her daughter, who is 14, her son, who is four, and her daughter's friend. 
She felt it was creepy from the time they arrived. After they made it to the back of the cave with the tour, they lingered behind while the tour went ahead, um, and she took a photo of her daughter and her friend. Here is what she describes then happens. All of a sudden, some kind of super strength power just picked me up off my feet as I was snapping the picture and threw me down on the rock floor like I was Raggedy Ann. I was totally in a daze for what seemed like a few minutes, and I heard a voice telling me to leave, get out of here. All the people around me were asking, like, oh my, are you okay? Some helped me up as I stood. I was like, oh my, what just happened? Others were asking, what happened? What made you fall? I was like, I don't know, but I was just standing there. And there was no explanation for what happened. We went on with the tour and hayride, but I had a weird feeling for the rest of the night and even for a while. She then says when she got her photos developed the next day, so I'm guessing this was a little while ago um, that this happened, um, she saw a strange image to the right of the frame. It looks like, uh, this is when the photo she took, it looks, she says, like a transparent ghost of a woman. In white. (laughs) She doesn't say that, but uh, let's assume. (laughs) Okay, so... I'm going to go with what um, the people around her were feeling with this one. You know, they felt like she fell down. I believe she did. I believe she fell down and couldn't explain it. You know, there are times I fall down. I fall down a lot, actually. It explains a lot about me, I think. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I mean, it's an embarrassing thing. and I believe that to write it off as some <laughs> some entity because you're in a strange area. I mean, this happened in the cave? In the cave, yep. Yeah, well, I'm imagining that it's kind of slippery rock. So that's how I imagine it. Even if it's gravelly, it's still rock. You know, it's very easy to fall. And, um, yeah, I, I believe that's what happened. And the picture that she took with... The ghost of a woman. Cameras can do this kind of stuff all the time. I wonder if this was digital photography, if this was 35 millimeter. Both have their own reasons for this kind of thing happening. Um, Yeah, I just, to me, it's a woman fell down, got a weird picture, but pictures don't really tell you the exact story. This was a really creepy one. This was the creepiest one for me. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I because to me, like, again, you know, if something pushed you or something grabbed you and lifted you up and like pushed you down, like you but would feel that. they didn't see her get, get picked up. But they were ahead, remember? So the, they were, so it's like the tour was moving, it was yeah. leaving and they stayed behind to take a picture. So they like heard probably yelling and then came back. So it wasn't like... They just knew she fell. They didn't necessarily see her fall. And then the creepy picture the next day. I mean, this is just a woman putting this out on a website. Like, and she used her initials. It's not like she's trying for fortune and fame and glory. You know, I didn't say whatever. that at all. But I, but I just mean like for me, I, I find yeah. it more believable because of okay. that. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, so what would be your rating for this? So one? my rating for this one's an eight. An eight. Okay. I'll give it a one. Okay. Um, Seems odd that she would feel that way, but you know what? I could understand that since I've fallen so many times <laughs> that sometimes it feels like, you know, man, there's nothing I could do. You know, I just, 
Yeah, I one time fell with the stuffed pizza in my hand and dislocated my pinky. Yeah, we were very anxious for that pizza. <laughs> the pizza didn't make it. <laughs> my pinky still messed up. So anyways, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a one. All right. So then, Pat, after all of this evidence. Yes, all of it. All of it. What would you say is your overall rating for the Bell family property being haunted? Hmm. I'm going to go with a one. Oh, Wow pretty high for me that is pretty high for you that's interesting what would you say rebecca after Uh, all the evidence that i disputed um you know i'm gonna say uh, this is really hard i'm gonna say like a like a seven you were going six i was gonna say six and a half i was gonna go six and a half maybe okay fine i'll go with the six and a half no, I'm to. gonna go seven. I'm gonna go seven. No, you I go gotta, with what you want. I gotta put it all in That's there. That's what you want. That's what I'm gonna say. All right. Well, that brings us to our closing arguments. Yeah. This is our last chance to convince you to vote our way. We are each given one minute of uninterrupted time. We will time each other on our cell phones to keep each other honest. And Rebecca, are you ready? I am ready. All right, and go. All right, so I do believe that the Bell family property is haunted. Um, You know, the psychic that I spoke of earlier talked about how it wasn't necessarily the Bell family that was haunted, it's the property, that they just happened to be one of the ones that disturbed it and and therefore had some things happen to them, which we don't even know exactly what that was. You know, the fact that there is so much still happening today and the fact that you know, these investigators do feel things, they do find things, um, that so many stories are similar. A lot of people hear these same voices. A lot of people feel like they've been pushed um, or touched in some way, um, that there's a lot of stories of, of you know, EMF readers going off or, or different, again, the same investigation, um, different people at different times. To me, just, it, it there's a lot that says that, there is something going on in that property. I don't know exactly what. I don't necessarily think it's just a witch. Oh, that's your time. Oh, that was my time. You went over by like a smidge. But yeah, that, that's I okay. did. That's, that's okay. okay. Do you need an extra couple No, of no, seconds? I'm okay. I'm good. All right. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. And go. So if we look at the Bell Witch story, as a whole, we have serious doubts about its history. That transcends to everything that, you know, we're trying to make it seem as if that doesn't mean anything to these modern day stories, but it does. If there was no Bell Witch, then what's haunting this area? What's there? What happened? If you have doubt about the actual Bell Witch story, it's hard to believe any of these other stories even happened. This is notorious This is a famous spot for being one of the most popular ghost stories. Anything that happens there is going to be magnified, and people are going to blow it out of proportion and blame it on this bell witch. I don't think it happened. Nice. Nice leave. Good timing. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. That was was good. I ended like a second or two early just because you... Went right, over that second right, just to sure. prove I could. Uh-huh. So I want to thank everyone so much for listening. Please share us with your friends and family as word of mouth 
is our best advertisement. I'm really excited about our next episode. It is going to be about one of our, well, one of my favorite cities. Mine too. Dublin. Yeah, this is Dublin, a new, Ireland. This is a new type of episode that we're yes. we're going to be doing, which is about a city. We're going to explore all the ghost stories. Okay, well, we may not get to all the ghost stories. Well, but... I'm going to explore them now. <laughs> we just might not talk about it on the we show. We may not get to all of them, but uh, we're going to get to some of the best ones. Uh, and this episode comes out on June 24th. June 24th. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to say that um, it's going to be my birthday on Friday, a couple of days after this episode ends. Uh, and I feel like giving you guys a gift so if you use the code birthday the coupon code birthday on the ghostly store you will get 10 percent off wow just on that day on the day for let's say for one month whoa it's your birthday month yeah wow so yeah i'm you know you know what? I just feel like giving to yeah, everybody. Yeah, you're so giving. <laughs> but yeah, so if you remember Ghostly Gear on our website and use the code BIRTHDAY for 10% off. 10% off. Until then, stay ghostly. Bye.